Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You can wrap this one, my friend, in maroon and white. Ten seconds, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Bingo! You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. It's Wednesday night. Well, you know what that means. It's Thunder and Lightning live here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Brian Haydad here in the Super Talk studios in Starkville, Mississippi. Fabulous Stark Vegas. Mississippi Rhino's down there in Studio X in Jackson. He will uh, he will keep us on course. He is our navigator, our captain, uh, and our chief weapons operator. So if uh, anybody has anything to say, he will fire off a retort. He's very uh, very wears a lot of hats here on Thunder and Lightning. If you want to get in touch with us, use the text line 601-879-4395. Happy to talk some. Uh, we'll talk about anything, but you know Mississippi State sports is. The topic du jour, and folks, we are just, I mean, am I allowed to say hours at this point? Because we're, 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 we're three days away, so that's, what, 72 hours? But it's less than that, because there's three, it's 6 o'clock and the game starts at 3, so we are, oh no. Oh, God. Nice. Well, I, the math the math is the math, Rhino. We're 69 hours away from the start of the college football season for Mississippi State. Yes, nice. Uh now, it's not a game that's going to have you guys, you know, lining up outside for it. Although I do think I'm interested to see the crowd. I think because, A, there's just a ton of excitement around this program right now. Uh, we You saw, uh, was it last week that MSU announced they had sold out on season tickets this year? And the weather should be relatively pleasant, you know, for this time of year anyway. I think the high is 86, 87 on Saturday, which, I mean, after the after last week, 87 might as well be 67. I mean, it's going to be beautiful. Um, but, of course, it, it is a game against a team that you expect to, you know, to, to, to dominate. It's not exactly a high-profile marquee matchup. Now, that being said, I have always been a fan of these kind of games. I've always been a great fan of being able to just show up and there's no pressure and you know your team's going to win by five, six touchdowns. That's a great day at the yard for Brian Haydad. So we'll see what the what you guys uh, are able to do uh, with this first game on Saturday. But it, it does beg the question, and we kind of talked about it on Sports Talk Mississippi, and we talked about uh, we talked about uh, we're going to talk about it a lot on tomorrow's uh, Thunder and Lightning podcast of of what can you really take from Game One when you're playing a team like this? You know, you look back. Uh, two seasons ago, Mississippi State's first game against Louisiana Tech. That game, State falls behind by 20 points, and they can, they have the furious comeback, and they get the win. And I think it told you, okay, this team is going to be kind of inconsistent this year, and they were. Last year, you know, I think if that game doesn't go into a uh, a weather delay, the such that it did, where it was you know nine thirty, ten o'clock before you, you got the game resumed. I think State was well on their way to winning that game against Memphis, like 49-7 to or something like that. But by the end of the night, 
they just wanted off the field, and Memphis was able to put some points on the board and made it look a little closer than it actually was. But if you really watch that game and you watch the way State dominated Memphis, you thought, okay, it's going to be a good football team this year. And they were. But this is a game where that's a little more difficult. Now, you can certainly take away negatives. If State doesn't play well, that's a huge red flag. And, and I know I, we, we, I got into it on, the, on a message board with some people this week and saying, oh, well, you know, I worry about every game. Well, so I, did the, I went and did the math. Uh, from 2009 on, the start of the Mullen era on, uh, State's played an FCS school every year except for, tw- uh, for 2020, obviously, with the, uh, with the COVID year. And the average margin of victory is 40.7 points. I mean, they're just, you know, and that's there's a game in there that was close. That was the Samford game in 2016, State won by 15, which, you know, if you want to point that out, hey, is that a red flag? Yeah, that team was not good. Defensively, that team was as bad as Mississippi State has ever had in its history. So, you know, it, it kind of, it, the fruit kind of bore itself out there. So State should win this game on Saturday by an average score of 49, 48 to 7, something like that. You know, they, they should dominate the game from start to finish. Will Rogers should only play maybe a half of it. Um, the starters should not play the entire game. There shouldn't be a lot of pressure on Rodgers on this one, but there should be a ton of pressure on Southeast Louisiana's quarterback. I'll be honest with you, I may have done a complete undersell job on Southeast Louisiana. You know, Zach Arnett, we'll talk about that in just a minute. But, you know, he talked about how good they are. And, of course, what's he going to do? What's he going to do, Sit, stand at the podium? And, and Kiffin did the same thing with Mercer. What, what are they going to do? Sit up there at the podium and go, well, obviously we're going to blast this team into oblivion. They have 0% chance of winning. I mean, you can't do that. But at the same time, you know, you guys listen to my podcast. You listen to these shows. I, I do my research. I know about the, the opponent team. I couldn't tell you anything about Southeast Louisiana. Who's their quarterback, hey, Dad, for a million dollars? Oh, well. Don't know. Who's their coach? Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. Have not put a single ounce of thought into Southeast Louisiana. I have focused all of my attention on uh, on Mississippi State and what they should be doing in this game and how they should be executing. That's where that's what I'm thinking of. So do not jinx it. Josh from Laurel, come on, man. The average win is 41 points. If this game is close, then we are going to have a long, long, long year on this show and on the podcast and on Sports Talk Mississippi. It's going to be a rough time for Mississippi State fans. Uh, Robert says, State does not finish last in the West. Last place will belong to Arkansas, and they will fire him or he will leave. And I hate it for him. He's a good dude. Pittman does seem like a nice guy. Please comment on the Miz impersonation of L.A. Knight. I thought it was fantastic. Miz is a great heel, big time. What year was the intro? I believe it was before I moved over here. If you're talking about with Jack Crystal doing the countdown there, that's from the 1996 game against Alabama. So, uh, What's for supper? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I, I got I to gotta come back here and record the podcast so I don't have time to go home and cook, so I just got to pick something up. So... Your suggestions are welcome. We'll, I'll take them. If it's here in Starkville, I might go eat there. Um, but this Saturday for Mississippi State, it's it's about execution. It's about playing clean. It's about getting reps. Um, you know, you should see a lot of the young guys. How many quarterbacks are you going to see? Obviously, you're going to see Mike Wright. I think you'll see Mike Wright when the game is still early because the State's going to want to 
work him in and show off some of the packages they have for him. But, you know, how much of Chris Parson will you see in this game? Will you see Chris Parson in this game? Uh, I don't know the answer to that. How many running backs will State play? There's five of them that, that you've heard their name this uh, this offseason. You know, and, and how much does, does Seth Davis do? The, the true freshman who has shot up the depth chart and is now sitting as the number two tailback behind Woody Marks. Obviously, a lot of receivers. You know, Tulu Griffin, I was thinking about him. Like, I don't, you know, for kickoff returns, he shouldn't have a lot of opportunities. One at the start of either the first or second half. And then that might be it. You know, State really, if State may not give up any points beyond that, or they may only give up one. But Xavier Thomas, as, as a, a punt returner, should have a lot of opportunities in this game. So, what does he look like? What do your special teams look like? You got a true freshman kicker and a true freshman punter. You know, what do they look like when the lights are on? So, there's a lot of what to take away from this. There's a lot more to take away from this game than the average FCS game, especially when you, you know, think about the last two years, State has played an FCS game the week before the Egg Bowl. You can't take anything away from that because you know State's just trying to get through that healthy, try to get to Thanksgiving Day and play the game against Ole Miss. In this one, you know, you got to start getting the ball rolling for next week with Arizona, and then obviously the week after that starts the biggest stretch of the season when you play LSU, South Carolina. And, uh, and Alabama, you got to get some momentum going. You don't have a lot of time to get that car rolling down the field. It says, get ready for a long year. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I feel I'm going to be okay. I feel like I'm not too, too terribly worried about that. Hey, Dad, do you know if, hey, if MSU will sell real game day programs this year or will it still be those awful digital programs like the kids' programs as a souvenir? I, I don't know that. My guess is, though, they would, they, they won't be selling real ones. I would be surprised by that. Uh, David says, oh, well, well, David, I don't know if I should say this or not, but here we go. I'm a rebel. My soon-to-be 13-year-old is a bulldog. Can I give him up for adoption here? He has gifted a cowbell from his cousin. P.S. I enjoy the show. Don't tell no one. Yeah, David, I won't tell anybody else. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> uh, 13-year-old son, you know, what's the height and weight on him? Do I have a future athlete on my hands? If, if you think he could get some offers down the road, we could talk. We could absolutely talk. So, uh, yeah, if we can make that happen, I would I would be all for that. So, Zach Arnett had his first press conference as the uh, head football coach of Mississippi State as far as a game week goes. What did I think of it? I'll tell you. I'll tell you about that and, and what I heard from some of the players uh, that we spoke to on Monday. We'll talk about that when we come back. It is finally game week. We're going to get things moving in the right direction. This is Thunder and Lightning live here on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi. I tell you, David and Soche, we might have a deal here. He says he's 13 year old's already five foot nine. 
future tight end. I mean, we need tight ends in Starkville. That, that, that room needs to grow. We'll see what we can see what we can work out. And uh, of course, I need to ask my wife about this too. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Jeremy in Columbia, hey dad, and I'm putting it out there again. Can't wait for State to beat LSU in week three. That's when people will start to realize their potential. Hail State, Jeremy in Columbia. Well, if that happens, there's going to be that's when the, the the crow. You might as well go ahead and put it in the oven. You can start serving it up to a lot of folks if State's able to beat LSU uh, in week three. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for spending part of your Wednesday evening uh, with me here on the show, wherever you are in our great state, or if you're uh, listening outside of the state or internationally via the Super Talk app. Yeah, I appreciate that. If you're at Super Talk TV, where you're just like, gosh, how big is that guy's head? We, the, the, the camera angle I have works great for Sports Talk Mississippi, where it's the three of us, but it's just me. I, I look, I, I look grotesque. You know, and I, I can only imagine, Ronnie, you must have been looking at me like a year ago when before I lost the weight and you were just like, how big is his head? How does he, how does he keep his head ab- above water? Like, uh, what, 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 what is going on here? I'm just I'm looking around at myself. I'm like, my head is three quarters of my computer monitor. Well, whatever. Uh, Zach Arnett spoke to the media on Monday and, uh, what we got here? Hey, Dad, give Emily a shout out. Hey, Emily, I'm used to shout. I'm used to saying Emily because that's one of my daughter's names. So I'm just like normally when I'm saying it, I'm like, Hey, Emily, and it's followed by Go clean this up. So uh, Zach Arnett spoke to the media uh, on Monday as this, for the first time in a game week situation uh, as Mississippi State's head coach. First off, I expected coach speak. I got coach speak. And, you know, after three years of whatever the exact polar opposite of coach speak is, which is what we have with Mike Leach, you know, I, I didn't mind a little coach speak. You know, and, and, and Arnett is kind of sort of the same place that people like myself are. It's, it's like I've, we've run out. You know, we, we're hitting the finish line. I got no gas left in the tank. What is there left to talk about at this point? And, and I think, you know, he talked about his team you know, being tired of practice and tired of hitting each other, they're ready to go hit somebody else. I feel like that's where we all are, right? You know, this, especially if you're a Mississippi State person. This has been an incredibly long and tough uh, off season. Uh, you know, and it started in December with the passing of Mike Leach. And then, you know, you look at the transfer portal, and, and State has had some good success in the transfer portal this year. Is good success a, uh, an oxymoron? I guess it is. Anyway, they've had success in the transfer portal this year. And, you know, they brought in some players who are going to help them. But when you think about the transfer portal in Mississippi State, what do you think about Ra Ra Thomas and Dylan Johnson, especially the way that it went with Ra Ra, where he was like openly rooting for guys to leave Mississippi State? Then you have Dylan Johnson, and you know, who will forget me reading his transfer uh, uh, announcement here live on the show and realizing that he, about midway through it, he was, he was letting it rip. And then you had with Xavion Thomas and Tulu Griffin, and they got in the portal and they got out of the portal. And it was just, you know, it was just added drama, right? And then you go through the spring, and then recruiting has been kind of weird this offseason. It's, it's just been a long seven, eight months for Mississippi State fans. And, and for me, it, it feels like it's the, one of the longer offseasons we've had uh, in my time on the beat. And 
So you're just finally here at the finish line, and I think that's where Arnett is as well. That he's you know he's happy to answer questions, but at this point he he is just chomping at the bit to coach this game and get it out of the way and have some some actual film to evaluate and some actual things to talk about. And I and I'll be honest, I'm right there with him. I'm right there with him. So you know when you look back at his press conference on on Monday, you know, there's a ton of. Uh, a ton of of, uh, of of coach speaky answers in there, but that's kind of at, this, at that point. What we got here is, is it just me, or do you pronounce the word "folks" a little oddly? Uh, Rido, am I pronouncing the word "folks" a little oddly? Uh, is there another way to pronounce it? Uh, there's a bit more emphasis on the vowel, but I mean, I, I say "folks." This is one of those things where I'm hearing the same thing that you. What you said sounds exactly to me like what I said. Yeah, it's not far Oops. off, but there is a slight difference. Okay, all right. Maybe it's a Vicksburg thing. I don't know. I I, I can't help you. Maybe, you know, I, yeah, I'm not the closer you get to Kelly. Louisiana, the the more it sounds like you. <laughs> it turns into folks at some point. Uh, I, you know, I'm not pulling a Brian Kelly and it's my folks. You know, I, I'm not adding three O's to it. So, um. And then, and what, what was a I thought was a nice change of pace, you know, from what Mississippi State has done recently is they brought in players on Monday, as well, and and didn't just bring in uh, you know one guy. They had five players for us to talk to, five key players I think for Mississippi State. I want to give a shout out to the media relations guys over there: Brandon Langlois, uh, Kelly Ship, uh, Travis Ray. You know, sometimes when you're dealing with players, it's a, it's a it's a it's a struggle to get them to the podium. Uh, you know, they're, they're doing whatever, and you got to get them over there. They had these guys lined up and ready to go. They came in one after another. Kudos to you guys. Let's keep that same energy. Let's keep it that whole season. But I got to talk to Will, and I don't think Will has quiet confidence about himself coming into this football season. He's got confidence. He's got a little, a, a little bit of cockiness in the best possible way. I, Will Rogers is not a cocky guy. You know, he's a very humble young man. But he's ready to show the world that, that that system quarterback is not a label that that defines him. I get that feeling. You know, he he's ready to go out there and let it rip a couple times. I I've been thinking for the past couple of weeks about what the first play is going to be. You know, if you remember back under Dan Mullen, it, it was such a change from his offense from what Sylvester Krim had been doing. And that first play was a a double reverse pass, and even though it fell incomplete. There was something to the idea of he did that just to show the fans, like, hey, guys, it's, it's going to be different. You don't have to worry about you know the offense anymore. It's going to be okay. Moorhead's first play was a swing pass out to Kylan Hill that went for a 50-yard touchdown. Talk about setting a, uh, a standard that he did not, did not uh, hold himself up to there. I don't remember Leach's first play. Obviously, it was a pass. I don't remember if it was complete or incomplete. I think it was complete to Austin Williams, and that would obviously become a trend. What's the first play going to be here? Like, do you, do you go the obvious route and go with a tight end and run the football, or do you, you, you do you rip let it rip first play? You know, get Tulu Griffin up, up over the top and let Will Rogers show the world that he can throw that 45, 50 yard ball down the field, and 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 go from there. I'm interested to see what Barbe draws up. Found out that Barbe will be on the field as will Matt Brock, so both coordinators. Uh, from, from Mississippi State will be on the field, which is a, a a departure. I'm trying to think last year. You know, Leach is obviously the offensive coordinator, but Arnett was always on the field for State. So I guess that's not. I guess it's not that big a departure. Under Moorhead, Getzey was on the feet, was on the box, 
And I think Shoop was too, now that I think back. So you never know. Never know how it's going to work. You know, Barbe said he likes he likes to have that that connection with his quarterback. He doesn't feel like he can get it through the phone. He wants to be able to sit down and look him in the eye and say, "Okay, here's what we're doing. This is what we got to fix. This is what we got to keep keep attacking." So on and so forth. So Barbe and Rogers evidently have formed a, a great bond. And and Rogers, I, I guess I shouldn't be overly surprised that a veteran like Rogers has picked things up pretty quickly. But Barbe made it sound like they were finishing each other's sentences. Uh, when he talked to him, he's like, when Barbe can start the play call and Rodgers can finish it. And Rodgers said he knows that what the first third down play call will be right now. He's, he's totally confident in that. So I asked Woody Marks that same question. He said, well, I, I need to know the down and distance. He said, if it's third and less than four, I know what it is. So apparently they've got something cooked up for third and less than four. Third and 15 is probably a different play call than, than third and four, if I had to guess. So... Talk to the defensive guys too. Talk to Crumity. Talk to Marcus Banks. Talk to Jet Johnson. I mean, those Johnson and Crumity especially—they've just been here so long and they've done this so much. They're just ready to go out there, and it, it, to them, it's almost like work. It's they're, you know, Kiffin always talks about NFL mindset, pro mindset. Those two guys have that at Mississippi State. They're just out there like this is this is you know, I'm going to answer your questions and then I'm going to go out on Saturday and you know do my job. You know, they've just been here for so long. That they just they understand how it works and they understand what to expect and and what to to know for themselves. So we'll see. Jeremy and Columbia show off the tight end right off the bat with a waggle pass, ninety eight percent success percentage. I I love a I love a good waggle, no question about that. Uh, I kind of liked it when Will Rogers said he's keeping post it notes on the people who said he's not good. He might still have one for me on twenty twenty. So I don't know. I've, I've changed my my thought on that. Bubba and Starbucks says go over the top. We'll see. They'll run off tackle with Woody to open it up, and he may take it to the house. Get the feeling the team is ready to run through the wall. Nothing wrong with a 75-yard touchdown run to start things off. I think people would be excited about that for sure. So when we come back, we're all excited about Mississippi State football, but the national media, not so much, and it's getting worse. Let's talk about that when we come back. This is Thunder and Lightning live here on Super Talk Mississippi. Thunder and lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. You called down the thunder. Well, now you got it. We're back here on Thunder and Lightning, live here on Super Talk Mississippi. If you ever missed this show or just can't get enough of my 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 dulcet tones, you just go to the Thunder and Lightning podcast feed. Wherever you get podcasts from, Thunder and Lightning is there. And, of course, you've got five days a week of Thunder and Lightning with me and Robbie Falk, plus a lot of other great content shows up there, time to time, interviews that we do. So don't miss it. Subscribe now. And if you could, if you want to really be my friend, you go and give us a five-star review. Now, we have a deal that I've made with many people. 
You're allowed to say whatever you want in the review. If you don't like me, if you if you hate me, if you want to talk bad about my mama, you can do it. As long as I get a five star review, I'm willing to make that that trade with you. So please do that at wherever you get uh, your podcast. And of course, don't forget to bookmark the supertalk.fm uh, website. That is a one-stop shop for all the news that's happening in this state, plus opinion, sports, weather, and all of our Super Talk programming, all of our podcasts. It's all right there, and it don't cost nothing. Supertalk.fm. Tomorrow, myself and Michael Borky will be in, well, we're, we're going to be in Oxford, Mississippi. No, we're not. I love, I, I, they always treat me like a king in Oxford. They love me up there. I don't. I don't know what it is. Uh, but I will be in Oxford at the grand opening of the new College Corner, so I'm really looking forward to that. College Corner is a sponsor of the Thunder and Lightning podcast, so I'm looking forward to to seeing those guys up there. I want to see what Mississippi State merchandise makes it onto the shelf in the Oxford College Corner, if any. So we'll do that for sure uh, on tomorrow's uh, Thunder uh, tomorrow tomorrow's Sports Talk Mississippi. Michael Borky and I live at College Corner in Oxford. Richard Cross in parts unknown. Man barely works. He barely qualifies as a full-time employee of Super Talk at this point. Okay, he just comes and goes as he pleases. I, I must be nice. I'm sure everyone listening would like to just be able to show up and uh, and do that. What about text? Can we tell you that you suck? Oh. He says, no, he's just kidding. He loves listening to me. You can, though, yes, but it, I don't know how we do the, yeah, five, oh, yeah, five-star text. Okay, that'll work, John. Appreciate that. John from Vance. Got me on that. Did you break out in hives when you go to Oxford? I, I like going to Oxford. One of my favorite restaurants is there, the Great Southern Coop. Best wings I've ever had. like going there. And the people are always so nice to me up there. So where is College Corner going to be? That's a good question. I don't, I don't know off the top of my head. I need to know that. Looks like it's going to be on Sisk Avenue. So, 825 Sisk Avenue, Suite 105. So you can go head up there tomorrow and uh, enjoy yourself at College Corner. All right. If there's been a, a, something we've talked about a lot over the last few months, it's that the national media, simply put, is down on Mississippi State. But there's being down on Mississippi State. There's, there's, you know, eh, I just don't think this team has got it. I don't, I don't, I think the the coaching changes too much. I, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. There's that, and then there's some of the stuff that's happening now. I feel like as we've gotten closer to kickoff, the national media is is ratcheting up the the, the their. I don't know what the, the, the right word. Their 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 disbelief in Mississippi State, if that's the way to put it. Today uh, on Pardon My Take, which is a Barstool Sports podcast, it's actually I think it's I believe it's the most popular sports podcast in the country. Uh, Tom Fernelli, who's a CBS writer, uh, it's a, a good one, a guy I follow on Twitter, and I, I think is a really good writer, but basically said that he feels that Mississippi State will be right there with Vanderbilt at the bottom of the conference. They're going to be really bad, he said. What? Why? Where is this coming from? I have never seen a team win nine games, bring back what they bring back, and get I mean this much hate. 
It's it's crazy. Now, I look, I know that there's a new and inexperienced head coach in place. I know that. But you got so many veteran players. And then today, uh, 24-7 uh, released their annual um, team talent rankings. And what that is, is they basically go through uh, and, and look at the recruiting rankings of everybody that's on the uh, the roster, and they rank them from there. So when you look at Mississippi State on 24-7's team talent rankings, say it's 28th. Now that is 10th in the SEC, I won't lie to you. you know, And they're behind some teams maybe you wouldn't expect, like Missouri. Um, everybody else you probably would expect, right? And part of the reason for that is State doesn't have a single five-star on its roster. Now, they have a good number of four-stars, 28 four-stars. So that's 28 out of 85 scholarship players are four-stars. That's a great number for Mississippi State. They do need, they need to keep improving that, but you're getting closer. You know, you're only, what, 13 away from being in, in that close to that blue-chip ratio range that we always talk about, right? But Missouri, they have two five-stars. Ole Miss has got a five-star. It's Sunterine Perkins, the uh, the freshman linebacker. Auburn, no five-stars. That's kind of surprising. Uh, Tennessee with two. Florida has one. And then we start getting into the silly range where LSU has seven. Texas A&M has ten. Georgia has 13. And Alabama has 18. Alabama has 18 five-stars and 56 four-stars. So that's let me do the math real quick. That's uh, seventy-four. You have eighty-five players on scholarship. That means of Alabama's eighty-five players on scholarship, only eleven are three-star players. You wonder why that game's not close. Sometimes I just I just laid it out for you. Georgia has a total of sixty-seven of their eighty-five players uh, are two are three and are sorry are four and five-star players. Then there's a drop, you know. Alabama's, at, I'm sorry, A&M's at 52 total. LSU's at 42 total, and then it just keeps dropping down. Ole Miss is at, if you're wondering, they're at 23 total, and State is at 28 total. The difference is, you know, in terms of the composite rating, that they have that one five star. That's a big. I mean, that is a big boost for Ole Miss. Missouri having a, 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 a two five stars. That's a big boost for them because they have seven less four stars. The Mississippi State. Ole Miss has six less four stars than Mississippi State. But you put you put all that together and you try to figure out like why do you think this team is going to be as bad as you think? Do you think again, you said you had them down there with Vanderbilt. So this is a good point. Neil and Greenwood, the media seems to forget that Dan Mullen was the first time head coach. It's true. It's true. Haters gonna hate. Let them hate. Adds fuel to the fire. Denny from Flowood. I, I agree to to a certain extent, but you also at some point you deserve respect. You know, I know a lot of Mississippi State fans talk about. You know, they like to see the team play with a chip on their shoulder and, and kind of play under the radar. And I get that, but at some point you want to be a program that people fear. That you want to be okay. Mississippi State's on the schedule. That's that's probably not going to go well for us. You want to have that kind of respect. And I think Mississippi State has done enough over the last decade to do that. Uh, I can see some of the media's reasoning. I don't know any defensive coordinator's names that are playing under a legendary coach. So if that coach died 
and the dude I didn't know got the name of the got the job, I'd be really skeptical. But I'm a state fan. I see the experience and we're very familiar with the returning starters. I can't see us winning less than six, and I wouldn't be shocked with nine. Jason says, to hell with the media. I'm the media, Jason. Don't don't say that. Don't do that. It's not that they're it, – it, this is – this one year, though, Jason, I tell you, Mississippi State fans have had enough. I'll just go ahead and tell you, if State puts out the kind of season I think they're going to put out, or if they're better even, there's going to be a lot of angry Twittering happening. There's going to be a lot of, of phone calls to uh, to radio shows happening about where were you on that. The, the receipts have been collected. We'll see if they get to uh, to get to be uh, released at any point. I I know for a fact there are people just sitting on this. Ah, uh, come on, James, don't be like that. Uh, I'm old enough to finish when state was preseason pick number one. Josh, this twice today. State has never been preseason number one in football. Never, never. And also in 2000, they did not go three and nine. They went, uh, they went uh, eight and uh, eight and four. Come on, Josh. Uh, Tyler and Corinth, I know you already said it, but they won nine games a year ago. It's insane to think folks are expecting a drop off that big, regardless of the situation, barring injury. And that, that's that that's something you know. When I had when I had Tom Hart on the podcast, and he mentioned you know State's got to you know, beat Arkansas, and beat A and M, and I I, I should have said it, I, I didn't. I said I said they did a year ago. They've beaten A and M two years in a row. They've beaten Auburn two years in a row. Why is everybody so down? I don't know. Somebody's going to look really stupid on the Friday after Thanksgiving. It's either going to be me or it's going to be the national media. Won't be the first time if it's me. We'll see how it goes. All right. Let's just wrap it up on uh, when we come back with some pr- some playmakers and a prediction for you guys for Saturday. Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Thunder and lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. I am absolutely and completely thunderstruck. Let's wrap it up here on a Wednesday night. Thunder and lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Really cool scene tonight, by the way, in Nebraska, in Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, they are playing a volleyball game at Memorial Stadium. They've got 90,000 people in the stands for a Nebraska volleyball game. That's got, it's got to be an awesome atmosphere. Really cool. Like, see, I wonder if State could do something like that for volleyball or maybe for women's soccer play at Davis Wade Stadium. I don't know. I don't know. It's cool, though. It's very cool. Uh, Saturday, 3 o'clock kickoff. Uh, don't forget to uh, to hydrate. It will be hot. It won't be as hot as it's been, but it's going to be hot. Also, don't forget to uh, to check out the Tailgate Show. here. Uh, if you're in the Golden Triangle, your Super Talk affiliate is 100.9 WKBB. Uh, three hours before kickoff, so at 12 o'clock, there'll be the Tailgate Show. 
presented by my friends at the Mississippi Peanut Supply, and uh, that's that's my show. So you can hear uh, an hour of pregame analysis going into Mississippi State, southeastern Louisiana. Again, this is a game where, you know, everything I'm concerned about, I'm concerned about from a Mississippi State perspective. You know, I'm not really overly worried about what southeastern Louisiana wants to do offensively, what they want to do defensively, how they're going to react. I, the, the, it, the, to me, it's irrelevant. If State goes out there and plays its, its A game, then the final score of this game is going to be big, big for Mississippi State. Um, and when I think about playmakers, you know, there's 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 two sides to it, right? What do I see from the starters, and then what do I see when the reserves take over, you know, hopefully early in the third quarter? And from the starters, you know, I want to see Will in this new offense. I want to see what he looks like. How many passes does he throw in this in this game? You know, I don't know that it'll be more than 15, 20 at most. You know, and you think about last year, and he would, you know, even in a game like this last year, he would have thrown 30 plus passes uh, easily. So what does that what does that look like? What do what does Woody Marks look like as, as the lead back? How many carries is he going to get? You know, we talked on Sports Talk Mississippi, and you know, Judkins and, and Gore at, at Ole Miss and USM. Not a, not a lot to show there, right? They, they they can they can just sort of get through the game, but I feel like Woody Marks needs to go ahead and, and get you know get a game where he gets fifteen plus carries under his belt. So you know how do you do that in the in the course of this game? I don't know. Um, what are your receiver sets? You know, I, the starting the starting lineup. You know, we see what it looks like, but State's going to cycle through a lot of receivers in this game. Not as many as they would have under Mike Leach. Because they're not, it's going to be as not as many four and five wide sets. But you know, how are they getting the ball to Tulu Griffin and Xavier Thomas? So that's your best two playmakers on the offense, in my opinion. So how are you getting the ball to? Them? Are you are you you know throwing uh, passes? Are you are you are you screening? Are you getting the ball to them out of the backfield? I don't know. So I want to see that. And then defensively, you know, what does that revamp secondary look like? You've got four new starters back there. Um, for the most part, there are guys who have been at Mississippi State for a year, though. It's sort of an interesting dynamic in that, yeah, you've got Marcus Banks and Hunter Washington and Jordan Morant, you know, listed in, in your uh, your three deep there. But for the most part, you know, all three of those guys have been at Mississippi State for an extra season. They 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 were here last year, and they're either redshirted or, or they just played special teams. So where does that go? And then from the from a kicking perspective, you got two true freshmen guys. You got a fresh two freshman punter, punter, the Australian, uh, Keelan Crimmins, and you got a true freshman kicker, Kyle Ferry, uh, from the state of Arkansas. So obviously this isn't a, you know, win the SEC kind of game, but the lights are on in front of a, a big crowd. How do those two guys perform? That's something to keep an eye on. So you know, I'm watching Rodgers, Marks in the first half, maybe you know Banks and 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 Washington for de- for defense, and then in the second half, I want to see what Chris Parson can do. I want to see what Seth Davis can do. I want to see what Kevon Lee can do. Um, from a receiver perspective, I want to see what Creed Whitmore, the true freshman out of Gainesville, can do. Um, Zakari Tillman is a defensive player that I'll be watching. It's tough to just to pick. You know, the, 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 the one or two guys. And, I, and for as far as an X factor goes, I mean, you know, when you talk about make a play to win the game, I mean, there's going to be a lot of that opportunity to be had um, in in that particular area. So that's it's also a very difficult uh, thing to play. But like I said, State should play a lot of players in this game. They should You should see a lot of guys getting reps. Um, and, you know, it's in a perfect world, you won't see much of Will, Will Rogers after the halftime whistle. 
And, and probably the same would be said of Tulu Griffin, Xavier Thomas, Justin Robinson, maybe even Woody Marks um, at that point. So prediction, you know, well, I hate to sound conceited, but Mississippi State 56-7, to let's go with that. It should be something like that. If you're predicting something like 30-10, to 10, you are predicting Mississippi State to maybe win five games this year. Just just know that you're doing that subliminal. So pick big. Have a little confidence. It's going to be all right. We'll talk about it on uh, next week's show, and we'll start looking ahead to a big game with Arizona when we're back next Wednesday. Don't forget tomorrow, uh, Super Talk. I'm sorry, Sports Talk Mississippi, College Corner in Oxford, Mississippi. Looking forward to that. For Rhino, down there in Studio X, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.